Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> <laughs> I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just Play Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back to another edition of the Just Press Play. We got the gang, me, Pops, LJ, and week one is in the books. Yo. What's going on? Yo, yo. Wait, week one's in the books? I thought that was preseason. Are we sure that that wasn't preseason? No, and no. I, we thought about maybe recording uh, two episodes this week, but we've been celebrating the Cowboys Super Bowl for this year already, <laughs> so we, we, weren't able to, we weren't able to record. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was preseason. I'm still not settled on that the regular season started. I think we're lucky. Well, I, th- I think maybe your Broncos thought the same thing. Yeah. And, and maybe your favorite quarterback, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, also thought it was preseason. There's a couple of teams out there that thought it was still preseason. I Cleveland. Think. I think the Cleveland Browns might have thought it was preseason. <laughs> no, Wait, they're I thought they were supposed right to. Now. I thought they were supposed to win the Super Bowl. What happened? Uh, like that, they're, that, They were the most heavily betted team. I think they've been reading yeah. the hype. <laughs> well, if you bet it on... The Browns, let's go ahead, and now you're trying to make up some of that money you lost. Let's go ahead and just start out. I want to let you know about some friends we have of the pod that are going to help you get your money back. Pops, if I if you found $100 on the street, yeah. would you pick it up or would you just keep walking? Oh, I'd pick it up. Yeah, of course you'd take the money. Yeah. So why do you keep picking winners and not <laughs> betting on them? That's why... Over here at the at the Just Press Play pod, we go over to mybookie.ag. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, when you're betting, it's just as important. Where you're betting is just as important on who, as who you're betting on. And that's why we go over to, uh, to mybookie. And right now, if you join mybookie, they will double your first deposit. That just that sounds good, doesn't, doesn't it? Sounds good to me. So I just picked right, up two hundred dollars, so, right? Is what right, you're well, saying? Yeah, if you that, that hundred dollars you just picked up, that was actually two because there was another one sitting right underneath it. Make wow. it a deuce! Wow. <laughs> and the the cool thing about my bookie is is you can you can even bet on games after kickoff. So if you bet on something and it kind of doesn't really work out the way you thought, or maybe you watched Lamar Jackson and you realize, oh, maybe he is a quarterback and, and not a running back, and, <laughs> and he can throw pr- pretty well. You can actually get in on the games after kickoff. You can bet there's live in-game betting. You can bet on fantasy stuff over under on how many guys score. Yeah, and you can even parlay any any picks you want to do. And it's just my bookie's just the the way to go. And like I said, right now, if you join my bookie, they'll double your first deposit. Just use the promo code Chair. To activate the offer, that's promo code CHAIR when you visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie. All right, week one's in the books. I I, I think we just start out right right at the top. 
Overreaction, because of course everyone's going to overreact, right, after yeah. week one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go straight over to you, LJ. I don't know for sure. Well, I, I, I think I might know where me or Pops might mention that team with the star on their helmet. I don't know for sure. <laughs> so I'm going to start with you, LJ. Biggest overreaction after week I'll one. I'll say this the is the biggest overreaction I think I've seen on the internet, too. I haven't seen anybody saying anything this big. I think Antonio Brown is going to intend, or uh, individually destroy the NFL. I think the NFL will end because of Antonio Brown. Wow. <laughs> so, Hell, I, I think it's possible. I'm so sick of Antonio Brown, I can't see straight. Well, you know what's coming up in uh, uh, two seasons after this season and the next season is the new CBA. And uh, I guarantee uh, the ownership side of the CBAs are not going to be willing to deal with the player side the way that they were six months ago. I Everything has changed, in my opinion, on how those talks go. And we may or may not have a lockout at the beginning of the 2020 season when the NFL is dwindling viewers. So I worry that the NFL is going to survive Antonio Brown. So is Antonio Brown the the mole that can finally take down the New England Patriots, LJ, or or just the NFL as a whole? Well, I think I we'll see how that goes. I've, I, I think we talked about it in the group chat when all this went down about how we'll see if Antonio Brown can handle the fact that Edelman's going to get passes thrown to him and – um, and James White's going to get passes thrown to him. It's not going to be the all-day A-B show. So uh, them getting rid of Demaryius Thomas, though, does show that their priorities are in his side. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. It worked with Randy Moss, I think. Uh, so I don't it, know. It was, it was funny. So, like, the the morning Antonio Brown gets cut. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of hot takes going out there. He he never plays another down, or no team's going to take a chance on him. And all the jokes out there, like even we were all joking and like, what if? What if the Patriots got Antonio Brown? And it was all fun games until it effing happened. Like minutes after he was cut, he already had a deal. And you you guys know anyone who's listened to us knows that I'm all about conspiracy. But LJ, you were throwing out the conspiracy, and a lot of people have. Has a has this been in the works? Well, for longer than just Saturday morning. So I will say one thing that that's led me down this, and I don't think anybody else uh, that's going down this road. I mean, this is definitely the catalyst for most people. Is that the distance between Adam Schefter's first tweet of Antonio Brown is released to Antonio Brown has signed with the Patriots was five hours and four minutes. That is an un- which it also go ahead. I believe it took. I don't know for sure. I believe it took like five hours for it to officially become. Like it didn't take long. He was officially released not long. Yeah. After the the agreement was in place, so it's, it does seem like it seems like they might have been had to have had a plan before. in place, right? Like he didn't he didn't go make a visit with say the. 49ers who could have used him or the Seahawks that could have used him or the Chiefs Chiefs who really uh, well, or seem fine, actually. Um, well, Tyreek goes down. I, yeah, I, just, I know. I'm just I, saying. There, there was just teams that were there. I felt like there would be teams that, hell, Jerry Jones. I wouldn't have been shocked if Jerry Jones would have called up. He's always been the one to make a splash. Well, I just think the Broncos love taking former Raiders. I mean, I would have been upset about it, but I, I can't believe he didn't hear. His agent made it sound like he had a robust market, but. If that was the case, it seemed awfully quick that he already had an agreement that he was in deal and, and that he would uh, agree to. And then we look at it. Also, the video came out that showed how happy he was yep. after he's released. I don't think there's anybody on the world that is that happy to be out thirty million dollars unless they know they know that there's a deal in in, in place that's going to at least make up some of it. And then we see. The second option, so now that the Patriots, not only did they do the $15 million, but they have a, a second-year option for 2020 if they agree he gets $20 million guaranteed. So 
it's very likely he's on a better team, better quarterback, better, better organization, and more money. Yeah, I mean, I think here here's what's what's got me thinking a lot is that he this helmet issue was not an issue for anybody else. We all said just move on, like get your other helmet on, and he kept turning it into a bigger and bigger thing. Um, we keep we we found out recently that he was probably in uh, conversations with the social media team consulting for him to help him get released from the Raiders, and. Right. Uh, and and it does seem like he's been using social media to fight against being on the Raiders. The helmet stuff first, and then as we get closer and closer to the season, it gets more. You saw the Instagram post of the fine, and then recording John Gruden. Yep. Which everybody, the, the I think, videos. is a little overreacting about how that's a crime. If Gruden's not going to press charges, I can't imagine the state of California pressing charges. But I digress. Well, so it was technically stupid. that is illegal in California. It's two-way consent state. Because I, I looked it up because I remember the Donald Sterling stuff where I wasn't sure if that was illegal. And technically, the producer of AB's videos, which, by the way, that guy's not getting paid enough. Whatever he's getting, yeah. those videos are very well done. Well, and but you know what the other victim of this is? Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks looks like a piece of garbage. They didn't catch any of this. They were just like a propaganda piece for the Raiders. That's all they were. Because I don't know if it was really there to be caught. AB wasn't doing this for everybody. He was doing it for his cameras and his cameras only because he knew what he was doing. I don't think the the foot stuff was... Was not like set up. He he's just a, a jackass. That uh, got therapy he's just, maybe yeah, disagree. Maybe disagree. But I think I think he realized I don't really like this Oakland thing. Maybe I can get out of here. And then someone I don't know if it was Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, but someone he heard from somebody that was like they're interested. If you can find a way out of there, because that's well, what I know who he probably heard it from was like the janitor's nephew's uh, best friend or something like that. <laughs> right. Bill Belichick's not sending <laughs> an email to Antonio Brown right now, but well, well, well no, I, y'all may have heard this. I think I heard Peter King saying that apparently Drew Rosenhaus and, and Bill Belichick have a pretty decent relationship. Well, that's because, Gronk's agent too. So it was Gronk's agent, but I and I do yeah. think I'm not a big fan of Rosenhaus or Belichick, but they are two. Well, Belichick's a no-nonsense kind of guy. So the the word that Peter King was saying is they just got together and they cut a deal in like 15 minutes. It was like, what's it going to take? It's going to take X. Okay, we'll do it. I'm so, just saying that I I don't – like he had – the foot drama was something um, that just felt so weird and so unusual that he was just waiting for that to blow up so he didn't have to practice – so then he could use the lack of practice to get a fine. Like, this was all planned. The helmet thing was just so much juicier, so he jumped on that and let his feet heal. Um, but, I mean, he didn't wear shoes in a cryotherapy tank in France. Like, what? Like what? What? That's so crazy. Well, That's totally I, so made as up. Much as, as much as there, there's the whole, like, uh, Antonio Brown could be an evil genius, the way he got to the Patriots and stuff, I don't think... I'm. I don't think he's the smartest guy. I, LJ, I think he honestly just didn't wear shoes in there and screwed up his feet. That's all the pictures of his feet. They look disgusting. Yeah, but I've also and, seen makeup that looks just as good. Like, I, I do theatrical makeup. You know, like, I get it. Like, it's it's doable to fake. And and what are they going to, like, tell him? Like, no, you have to get out there and practice. And I'm going to tell him, take your time. The other, the other big loser in this, by the way, is the Raiders organization, which you wouldn't know it from Monday night. But... Um, the, the no nonsense football guys, right. Kept giving him another shot while he was just having their, his way with them. Like, um, they begged him to play week one. They weren't, they weren't going to let him play week one. They're like, no, we do want you to play Monday night. I mean, they, they did look like a joke. I thought, yeah, I agree. I think like if I'm a Raiders player, then I think this organization, I mean, winning on Monday night that big against a rival, I mean, that's going to change that. That's going to make things a lot better, but 
Had they lost that game, I think the Raiders would be right now in a downward spiral. So pivoting a little bit, kind of saying about pivoting a little bit off Antonio Brown is it did seem like it did affect one team in the NFL a lot. All this Antonio Brown news, and it wasn't the Raiders. The Raiders looked just fine. I think maybe it was kind of like, can we get out of the headlines every single morning on some weird Antonio Brown story? And the team it seemed like it might have affected was the Pittsburgh Steelers and your favorite quarterback. I think. They're kind of like they were. It seemed like the, I felt a little bad for Steelers fans because it seemed like they were like almost celebrating all this. Like there, there, you can have this Antonio Brown yeah. drama, Oakland. You can have it, and then all this goes through, and they're like, "Shit, did we just get played for him to go to the Raiders?" Because the, the Steelers weren't going to trade him to the Raiders. So to the I, Patriots, I, I, Patriots. Sorry, yeah, the Steelers weren't going to trade him to the Patriots, and I think the Patriots were willing to maybe at least talk about offers, maybe give up pick. And instead, they don't have to give up anything, and they get them on a contract where, yeah, they're going to pay him. But if it doesn't work out in two weeks, he's they gone. Can cut him. I mean, yeah. yeah, they can get rid of him. And sure, they're going to be out nine million, whatever it was guaranteed. They'll be out some money, but they're taking a flyer on him, and they can release him. And it could turn out to all of a sudden the Patriots have Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, if he can stay on the right track, Julian Edelman. I don't know. Does Gronk maybe come back? There's just weapons ever. James White, Sonny Michelle. Michelle. There's weapons everywhere. And Devlin playing that Gronk role. You saw the Steelers going. I I think Antonio Brown's that. He's like the 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 ex you had that was just. He's an eleven. You know, he he looks great. He's a great football player. All this is great, but it's just too crazy. It's like it's a unicorn. Yeah. Nobody's perfect, right? Yeah. Like that video. He's and the, the crazy the, ass unicorn. And so I think Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers like you know what? It is a great fit. He's a great receiver. He's awesome, but it just doesn't work out. He's a unicorn and he's a diva. We can't deal with him. And then they're like, wait a minute, is he going to go to New England and fit right in somehow? Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick going to make this thing work out because everyone knows how good he is. He's a great receiver, and the Steelers looked awful, yeah. awful on Sunday night, and the Patriots dominated them without the aforementioned weapon they just signed. I I don't know. I, LJ, it could be it could be just a big celebration tour for you this year if Big Ben looks like he did Sunday night the rest of the year because it it did not but look. Here's good. the thing: is I just wanted to celebrate. I wanted to celebrate the Raiders' pain. That's one of my favorite things in the world. And I wanted to celebrate how bad Ben Big look or Big Ben looked. And I'm sitting here bummed out. I'm sitting here pissed off. Like that's what happened is like I've lost in this situation. I'm the big loser of the week is and not just because the Broncos lost in a very depressing manner, but because Antonio Brown made this all work out in a way that it just shouldn't have. And God, I just hate him for it. I don't know, man. I do feel like it sets a bad precedent, and I, I think you, you you're onto something. Where the way he he has forced himself out of two organizations, and really it looks financially like it worked financially, and and where he's at now situationally, it seems like it worked out really well for him. And you know who's not going to like that? Those billion dollar owners, knowing yep. they got taken advantage of. And I think you're right. They're going to make sure this doesn't end up like the NBA, where there's tampering and people calling and setting up Kawhi Leonard and Paul George setting this trade up in motion before it happens. I don't know. I, I think you could, we've seen the NFL uh, do lockout for it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the billion dollar owner say, hold on, we're not going to let you take advantage of us. Yeah. Well, can I bring something up? Cause you brought the NBA up. So is the new England Patri- Patriots not now not a super team? I mean, Oh my God, that defense. Oh. Is, the defense looks great. The defense looks fantastic. Maybe as Ugh. good as it ever has. Josh Gordon looks like Once again, a Gronkowski. He's huge. I didn't realize how big Josh Gordon was. He's like a linebacker out there. 
with speed yep. and with hands. You've got AB. You've got <sighs> the best slot receiver. I mean, arguably one of the best slot receivers of all time. You got Philip Dorsett over there. You got James White. You got Sony Michelle. You got Tom Brady, the best quarterback to ever play the game. I, 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 do they go undefeated? I mean, Which leads super me team. to my next thought: is that uh, I didn't have a winner picked for the AFC or the NFC East, right? I have changed mm-hmm. my mind. The New York Football Giants make it into the playoffs with a nine and six record, and they take down the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl because Three Lie does it again. I believe okay. it. I know it's going to happen. They don't okay, have to well, have a defense, clearly, I guess, this time. Clearly, Pops, we need to take the bottle away from him. Get the bottle out work. of his hand. I don't know what he's smoking. <laughs> Maybe he's had an edible. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we, we've done it all. I, I, I bet people are tired of hearing A.B. And now we, we have seen, I, we'll just mention this in passing as we go through, there's now some sexual assault charges filed against him three separate times from the same girl that was uh, college. He met her in college and then became her tra- his trainer. We don't know how that'll work out. We'll see. Maybe this Antonio Brown story never goes away. And we're, I, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of dealing, talking about him. And it's going to work out for the Patriots like LJ hates to see it. They'll go 18-0 they'll go and win it all. But, Dad, let's go over to you. Biggest overreaction week one. Biggest overreaction. Dak Prescott is going to lead the league <laughs> in passing and be the Super Bowl MVP. Yes. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, what, how – how much money is Jerry? He should have got that contract done before week one because he looked fantastic. Yeah. The, I, I was hey, like, just humor us for a little bit. He looked pretty dang he good against your, uh, against your future NFC champion, Giants. He looked <laughs> really good. He did look good. I mean, he really looked good. That The team looked good. Kellen Moore looks like a 19-year-old I mean, <laughs> offensive coordinator, but he's doing a good job. Now, that could all fall down next week. Uh, yeah, you know, that's the way it goes in Dallas. <laughs> no doubt it does. But if you want an overreaction, there it is. Dak Prescott, MVP of the league, Super Bowl winner. Fair enough. I mean, I, I think it just showed Dak went 400 yards, four touchdowns. Almost, he almost, I think it was 78% completion percentage, a perfect pass rating. I think, I think I saw he was a 158.3, which is a perfect pass rating in the NFL. I mean, the weapons around them looked really good. And Kellen Moore actually, it looked like for once, I think when Jason Garrett first got into the, the Cowboys, as the, he was that young offensive coordinator that promoted him interim coach, he actually had that offense humming, if you remember in 2007 yeah. when they had T.O. and Romo and all that. And then I think he got overwhelmed, and he got we, we talked about it the last couple of years, the Cowboys had the most boring, uh, predictable offense predictable, we've ever seen, even, sure. yeah. even though the weapons were around it. And all of a sudden, Kellen Moore, they were creative. There was cool like play-action plays they were doing. There was motion plays. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait, there is uh, Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, Michael Gallup, who I thought last year was great all last year, and they missed him a lot, and never they never could connect. He looked amazing. Who knows? Jason Witten <laughs> caught oh a freaking God. touchdown for what? I, it was amazing. Hey, Randall and Cobb and Michael line, Gallup talk. looked amazing. Yeah. They really looked good. Oh, and, and, oh, yeah, the offensive line's great, and it was wild. It's like, oh, we don't have to just run it right up the middle every time with Zeke up. We can use him as a decoy because there's some really good weapons out there. And then, oh, by the way, the defense, there's a lot of talent on the defense. I don't know. They got I a mean, little beat up, though. Let's be real. They did give up some yards. They gave up to, a lot of they yards. They did. They gave the up they, uh, to a lot of players that couldn't cut it on the Broncos is is what's going on. So I, I just last year, it seemed like the defense was really good and the offense was always underperforming. And if the offense, we, we didn't even see Zeke looked real rusty to me. He didn't look that great. 
if Dak is what I sure I'm sure he'll regress some. He's not gonna throw 400 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns every single week, maybe. But if Dak is close to that, and they have arguably the best running back and arguably the best offensive line, that's a recipe for a lot of points. Yep, and that could be good for the defense. I I, I don't want to overreact too much, but yeah, I think Super Bowl favorites clearly. Oh my god, the, clearly. NFC. Good clearly. lord. <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, the other overreaction. I'll, I'll go with mine. Uh, if, if Dak Prescott's not the Super Bowl MVP, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is going to revolutionize the way the football game is played. <laughs> he looked fantastic. That now we, we might get into this a little bit when we talk about our teams were crossing off for the playoffs because the team that Lamar Jackson was playing looked atrocious yeah, down there in atrocious. Miami. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Lamar Jackson. And I almost Hollywood think, Brown by the way, for our playoffs, the Dolphins should be off limits for the rest of the season. <laughs> well, we'll get into because I kind of wrote down. I was taking my notes and I was like, it's hard to pick anything <laughs> other than the Dolphins. Like, what was it, fifty nine to ten? And it was like thirty five to ten at the, or thirty five to three at the end of the first quarter. Oh man, think. it really wasn't that close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It was amazing. I think I wrote down. Let's see. Lamar Jackson, it was just the fourth game in football history where a quarterback had a better yards per or had a yards per attempt over 20 yards. Wow. So he he had a he I think he attempted 20 ball, 20 attempts and had 390 or God, something crazy. That's the only guys to ever do that besides Lamar Jackson were Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, and Drew Brees. So can we go, go. ahead and give him the gold jacket? <laughs> or should we wait just a little bit? Maybe we you should wait guys. A quarterback what, has a good the, game, and all of a sudden the, they're the goat. I mean, Jesus! LJ, the segment was overreaction. You had the Giants <laughs> winning the Super Bowl, so yeah. I think okay. actually, I think actually, <laughs> me and Dad were the tamer uh, reactions. Uh, fair enough. Also, had the NFL dying due to one player's contract negotiations. So true. The the, um, the most successful the most good successful point. sports league in America is going to die because Antonio Brown. So fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so we've we've done our overactions, and we, we've already inducted Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson to the Hall of Fame. So let's go to something that wasn't as good as 400 yards passing. It, something something you saw this week that was just it was disgusting. It was ugly, like something bad you saw this week. Pops, we'll go with you first. Well, I, I the the one I have is not just disgustingly ugly, but it's well, maybe dis- I, <laughs> it's you've probably overreacted a little. But it, I am disappointed to see that Nick Foles. Uh, it looks yeah. like he broke yeah, a clavicle. He's on IR, which I think now IR is eight weeks. So it looks like he well, there's a there's a long term IR and an IR designated return. So okay, yeah, he he's return. on the short term IR, isn't right. he? Right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just so disappointed because I thought Jacksonville had a chance to be something this year, and I think I don't even I can't even the guy that's came in for Gardner him did Minshew. Okay. Did yeah. you see that mustache? <laughs> Never heard of this guy. Has he got a porn stash? I mean, I have to see Actually, a picture oh, of him. He had a great stash. Actually, he has a really neat story, Pops. And I, real quick, I'll just share. He was he played football, I think, at Eastern Carolina, and they were awful. And he was going to grad transfer over to the University of Alabama. He was going to be their like four string quarterback, but really, he wanted to go be a grad uh, a grad assistant coach. He was ready to get into coaching. He was ready to give up on football. And right as he was about to do that, a guy over at Washington State, Mike Leach, the crazy pirate called him up and brought him to Washington state and he balled out there and got drafted in the sixth round. And really month, I mean, it was kind of in garbage time cause the chiefs were up by a ton, but he looked really good in, in fill up duty. It was interesting. And I agree though, as far as 
ugly. That it seeing him go down, seeing Nick Foles go down on the first touchdown throw of his Jaguar tenure, it it was tough. And and you knew right away when they were taking him to the tent, his face looked like crap. Something I just screwed something up. It's not on his throwing shoulder, so maybe he can return week. I think it's week nine or ten, depending on their buy and and be fine, and they could still be in contention. But that is that was tough to see. I just because I like Nick Foles and I've had a broken clavicle. It's not easy to get right and it's painful. Yeah. Um, I I just hated it for him because I like the guy and I like I kind of like Jacksonville. Thought they'd have a good year. So yeah, that's yeah, that was my ugly. What about what about you, El? What'd you have for your ugly this well, week? I'll tell you something that was ugly. Uh, is the ability to block people that are trying to get back to your punter this week? That was absurd <laughs> this week. What was happening? There was. There was a ton of punts. It seemed like Red Zone Channel kept going back to, hey, we got it. We don't normally show you a punt, but this one was blocked again. You know, and I was looking, I was trying to find the year with the most blocked punts, and I couldn't find that information in the, you know, 20 minutes I spent looking for it. But I did find in like, I think 2007, there were like eight blocked punts, and in 2008, there were like 11 blocked punts. And so we've already hit either double or a third of both of those. Like Mm. in one week, we've had four blocked punts. It's insanity. Uh, it did, I, and I don't know if this has something. Well, you wouldn't think special. I would think this would affect more offenses than than special teams. But I know teams aren't don't seem to be taking the preseason as serious anymore. But something just looked off. I don't understand. Like, are they not miss? Is, is the coaching just terrible now? Special well, teams that, coaching, or what you said actually could make some sense though, because what do you really find in preseason is not the starters, it's your depth, and what is special teams yeah. but your depth players. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I and I think we saw a lot of teams look really rusty. I, it's interesting the preseason, and there's an argument on whether we should just get rid of the preseason or cut it to two games. But you saw a lot of teams not participate much in the preseason. One was that Thursday night game with Mitch Trubisky in that offense and Aaron Rodgers in the Packers offense, and both of those quarterbacks looked awful. The Falcons didn't do much, and and you saw they they looked awful week one and. The Steelers, too. I mean, a lot of teams looked really rusty, and I think that's kind of what the preseason's for is to knock the rust off. I think to and argue, though, I don't know that they necessarily, the Thursday night game at least looked awful. I felt like that was good defense. I couldn't decide if it was good defense or shitty offense. I think it was a little bit of the combination. It's hard to tell the difference. It's really hard to tell the difference. But I, I mean, we can trust that the Bears' defense was at least good. So yeah. that's what kind of leads me to that the, you know, that the defense has just played really well. I don't know. Well, in defense, defense usually comes together before offenses, yes, you know, early in the year. To. So so I think the offenses will get on track, although we had some good offensive showings, uh, <clears throat> Dallas um, and a few <laughs> others. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and Lamar Jackson, yeah. Yeah. So, but our defenses do come together a little easier. I don't know if easier is the word, but quicker than offenses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- and, and ugly I had this weekend, I also kind of want to talk about this game, and I know Pops wants to. We were talking a little bit before we started recording. but it is, And I know I've had a lot of time to talk about Bill O'Brien, but I'm really <laughs> concerned. I'm concerned he is going to ruin an awesome quarterback. Yeah, Deshaun Watson was getting hammered yeah. all night, and I think part of it is Deshaun Watson's fault. We've talked about it before. He kind of holds on to the ball, and he'll take that hit to try to make the throw, but I'm just – I don't understand their coaching philosophy. It happened again at the end of the game where it wasn't really necessarily him because maybe it was Romeo Cornell on the defensive side where they went prevent defense when you knew the Saints were just looking for eight more yards in a timeout. That was but terrible. I just, mm. I just wonder I, – I, I, really the ugly was probably the coaching in general at the end of that game where the Saints, what the hell are they doing 
when the 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 Texans get the ball back and they let them complete two balls for a touchdown to take the lead, like it it went straight down the field. It, so the Saints didn't guard deep when they should have, and then the next possession, the Texans when they should have guarded short, they were in prevent. I don't know. Both coaches were trying to lose it, and I guess the te- Bill O'Brien. I, Bill if, O'Brien's going to win that trying, battle. Yeah, yeah. If a coach <laughs> is trying to lose, I got my money on Bill O'Brien, Billy O'B for sure. But Dad, I, just in general, that game. What was I mean? What? It was an awesome game. It was fun to watch. That's for sure. Well, it was nuts because I thought, you know, uh, the Saints had it. And then Deshaun Watson comes out. By the way, he was sacked six times, the most Gross. in the NFL this past and week. And those weren't just like little hits. They were big hits. Well, then time. he did that one that run to the end zone where, you know, he jumped up weird. and got turned over on his back and you could tell it hurt him. And you're, you're, It reminded me almost a little bit of like a Michael Vick play where, remember back in the Falcons, he dove in the end zone at the corner and had took a weird hit. Yep. Exactly. You better protect. I mean, this guy is a franchise quarterback. They better protect him and help him get the ball out of his hands quicker. Uh, but so you think uh, you think New Orleans has it one. They come out and give up two plays, two plays. Freaking, hey, you know, just a suggestion. Number 10 on Houston, <laughs> that receiver with the hair. I forget his name. You put a guy on him. Maybe put two. a guy on him. Put a two. guy on him. Over every time, third and 10, it was always Deshaun Watson to Hopkins. And it's, it was as someone who owns him on fantasy, LJ. I what, bet it was what? gorgeous for you to see. But I over and over again, I was like, guard that guy. Make someone else. Well, beat I will you. say, though, it feels like every time they did that, Fuller made him look stupid. Um, I don't think they had the yeah. ability to double cover anybody. They just needed to have safeties and they could not pull it off. That that Houston wide receiving core is good. It's just good. How good how good if he stays healthy, Dad, how good can Deshaun Watson and that like I was just saying, that wide receiver core be? Because I mean it looks scary. It it does look scary, and I think they can be very good. And who was the uh, uh, Car- uh, is it Carlos Hyde that they picked up? Yeah, yeah, he looked good. Both him, he and Johnson looked, both good, looked good. You know, and he's been a cast off now of two teams this year. I, I think it but. looked like Carlos Hyde's tired of moving across the country every six weeks <laughs> and just wants to stay somewhere because he did. I thought he looked good Monday night. He looked good. Duke Johnson looked good. Uh, Delaney Walker. Uh, no, no, wait, that's Tennessee, isn't it? Delaney Walker yeah. is Tennessee. Yeah, my bad. Um, sorry, I get Tennessee and Houston. You know, Tennessee used to be Oilers. In Houston, yeah, sorry, my right. bad. Um, but I think. I think Deshaun, uh, I think Watson could be amazing. I think he could be a, a it just if he can stay healthy. If he can stay the healthy, biggest question. And 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 a part of that's going to be on him. Uh, some of that is on the yeah. coach helping him get the ball out early, protecting him. But some of that's on him. He's got to also use his head and protect himself. Yeah, like I know, I I'm as we've mentioned, I I'm the biggest uh, Bill O'Brien hater. Probably I do think he's not a very good coach, and he's dangerously. Uh, close to ruining Deshaun Watson's young career. But there are times in like the late one Deshaun Watson needed to because, you know, you have to get that touchdown late. And he threw that beautiful ball to Kenny Stills uh, to take the lead late. And if you remember, he got rocked on that play. And so I get that one, though, because, I mean, you you got to make the play. But he does that in the first and second quarter, too, yep. way too often where he waits a little too long and just gets rocked. And, and you see it with Tom Brady. Sometimes you just take take if it's second down, don't get nailed every time to maybe get a completion. You don't always have to, and and I th- hopefully he'll learn it. And I think that's where the coach has to go. Look, we want you to run, we want you to show how dangerous you are and create plays and and extend plays, but you don't have to just get nailed every hey. time because it's not he's not a body like Ben Roethlisberger where he's huge. He's not a big guy. Give him a wanna... video of Russell Wilson and say, see how this guy plays, play like that. Play like Russell Wilson because he's smart. He gets down. He doesn't get hurt. 
I hope I didn't hex him and he gets hurt next week. But that's, I mean, I'm just, yeah. uh, Russell Wilson Not does a good with you job. With he does a really good job, and they need to watch how he plays the game and and emulate him. And he's got, I don't know, I think I could just see this as something LJ would roll his eyes at, but he's got what, what people like to say, the clutch gene. He does it late. I, I've seen him do it late so many times in his hey, young career, whether with, it was at Clemson against Bama. Plumber's got that too. Like I, I, yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow it always comes full circle back to the Broncos. Yeah, it has to. Something's got to because nothing else was hitting the Bronco last night. So, <laughs> by the way, did the Broncos get a sack? I mean, where was Von Miller and, they, and Chubb? I mean, what the was, hell? There was one play where a defensive end, or defensive lineman, or rushing linebacker made a play, and that was Bradley Chubb batting down the only incompletion that Derek Carr threw in the first half. So, no, yeah. they were garbage. Speaking. We didn't do this on overaction, but while we're on Monday night football games, there was not that long ago where people were maybe mentioning Derek Carr in the MVP race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got that big money. And I think we kind of thought maybe that was an overaction to give him that big money. But I think I thought Denver's defense was going to be really good this year. And Derek Carr shred them alive. I they mean, did. Like LJ said, it was only like two or three incompletions all game. Oh, Waller. And we all knew there was going to be a free agent wide receiver that was going to be huge for Oakland Raiders in week one. We just didn't realize it wasn't Antonio Brown. It was Tyrell Williams because that combination <laughs> was good all God. night long. God. Yeah. I'm just upset. And that Josh, Josh Jacobs looked Shut really up. good. I don't even Josh, want to talk about Josh Jacobs. Did look good. He's dead to me. Oh, that was so upsetting. <laughs> he was the I saw he was the first player sent. He was the first player to get I 100 know. yards and two touchdowns in his NFL debut. Since, Since one guy named LT. Ladanian Tomlinson, who I don't know if you remember, that guy was really good. He was pretty so, good. I remember. I think he's got well. a gold jacket now, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Uh, I think he, I think he, he does. I, he joined. The, he joined the group that Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson are fixing to join. That's right. Um, <laughs> let's let's transition to um, anything. I don't care. Can I talk about Detroit for a minute? Yes, can I talk please. About oh, yeah, for yeah, a minute? yeah. This is Anytime a team. We can talk about Matt Patricia and his pencil. I'd this love is a team that I picked to make a little noise uh, this year. And they tied, they, they needed to win this game. They tied the Arizona Cardinals. And let me just read you their schedule coming up. Next week, the LA Chargers. Next week, Philly. The next week, Kansas City. Next week, Green Bay. Next week, Minnesota. Jesus. Finally, in week seven, they have the Giants, the New York football Giants. They could easily lose the next five. They could lose when the, the Giants five. start getting hot, too. That's the day they start getting hot. <laughs> oh, my God. It's enough to make you limp. <laughs> and, it's and, tough. And they had, I thought they had that game. They had Kyler Murray looking like he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. They were playing great. And then I, I do kind of want to say, so like, I've I've been kind of like really excited to watch this uh, Kingsbury Kyler Murray thing, and like like I said, the Giants. I mean, the Lions were doing a great job. They had him on the ropes. He looked like he had no idea. But then in the fourth quarter, we watched the Lions go into oh, let's just not lose this game, and they just ran it, ran it, ran it, punt, ran it, ran it. Man, ran that's it, the punt. best and way to lose a sudden, game. Happens every right? time. And all of a sudden, that Kyler Murray guy started looking really good. His fourth quarter stat line when he brought him back to tie it up and send it overtime. Yeah. Like 14 for 17 in the fourth quarter with 180 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And and it looked like all Matt Patricia, which I really think he's going to be one of those, once again, those New England assistants that moves on and just clearly is – he a, was a product of the system, not necessarily the, a great head coach. He went into shell mode and just like, let's just try to run this clock out and see if we can hold on. And when Kyler Murray got rolling, he brought him back. It was good to see old Larry Fitz 
Oh yeah, still still yeah. out there balling, making the making big catches. I I bet it was nice for him. There was a ball there towards the end. Kyler Murray hit him on the sideline, and it was a beautiful, beautiful throw. And Larry Fitzgerald's like, man, I hadn't seen that since Kurt Warner. Yeah, it's been a while. That's why I'm still playing football. I was hoping to see that. Hey, old guys <laughs> can still get it going, you know. Yeah, from time to time. Well, <laughs> well, if 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 you're and sometimes older men have a trouble getting going, and if you are. <laughs> Then let me tell you about another one of our friends here at the Just Press Play podcast. We want to tell you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is going to help you increase your performance and get that extra confidence, whether it's in the fourth quarter and you're Larry Fitzgerald or whether it's, you know, getting closer to midnight and, and you're trying to get that extra confidence in the bedroom. Listen up. In the Blue bedroom, Chew if you want to be if you want to be Larry Fitzgerald, but you're a little bit more venetiary. Hit up Blue Chew. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a couple. There's a couple of guys from Week One that might need to come holler at us. And if you go to BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. And the best part about them, you can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or an empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. So you can see, so you can always be ready whenever the opportunity arises, like fourth quarter, you need touchdown or, you know, 1130, you know, whatever it takes. And <laughs> just hit that if extra you could point, benefit, whatever, if you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk of a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. And right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com and get your first, you'll get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. And again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code armchair. And you can try it for free. Oh, free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So what you don't have to buy your first order of Blue Chew. Because we, we, we got you hooked up. You're getting it for free. Yeah. But we are going to. We did this last year, and we're going to do it again this year. We're going to buy some teams when it comes to the NFL. And let's go to our bye-bye-bye segment. All right. And I, LJ, let's start with you. Who, who are you buying after week one? Besides uh, Cowboys, unless that's who you want to go well, with. Well, yeah, so I you're supposed to, to, you're supposed to buy low, right? And I think a good buy low team right now is well not necessarily by low but by lower than what yeah what they'll get yeah to. I, I wanted to yeah i don't want to pick the cowboys because they i mean at best they're going down from here right like it this is there if they're the super bowl winning team they're either going to win the super bowl or not and yeah, i mean i was looking at their schedule and i don't see a loss for the next 16 <laughs> weeks so okay. well i'm gonna go with the buffalo devin singletary's and i'm gonna say get that man the ball because wow. he yeah i'm buying that team i'm into it the Josh Allen uh, led Devin Singletary's. So I will say I that game was I, I was kind of interested in that game because I thought one of those teams could be a little sneaky as a playoff team coming out of the AFC East. Obviously, I don't think they're gonna. Did you wait? Did you pick the Bills to win the AFC East? I uh, sure yes, did. did. Of yes, course, he did. yeah. So look, <laughs> LJ staying true. He's staying consistent. I love it. <laughs> On brand. They, you know, I don't know how great Josh Allen is as a quarterback, but. Something about him just looks good, though. Like, like he seems to be a leader of the team, and like late in the game, they needed something, some, some, some help, and he looked good late. And the the poor the poor Jets fans, they just fell apart in yeah. that fourth quarter. They had that game won and just yeah. fell apart. I think I was reading uh, Warren Sharp at Sharp Football on Twitter was tweeting about. It. I was going to try to pull it up, but I can't find it now. 
He was talking about teams that the the Jets had. They were winning the turnover margin, I think, three to zero, and they had a defensive touchdown going in the fourth quarter. Teams to lose were like oh one and three hundred or something, and the Jets found a way to do it. Yeah, and I I did think as a as a, a fantasy output because I was interested to see what Singletary did. Why did he not have more touches? At one point, he had like just a few touches in seventy yards. I thought I don't know. That's I mean that's got to change. That's got to change. But I think it will. I think he's gonna be all right. And it was it was good to see old downtown John Brown. Like all we've seen him do is catch deep balls, and that that's one thing that Josh Allen can do exceptionally well is chunk the ball deep. True that. True that. Yep. Did, did you see uh, Ed Oliver, the guy that the Bills drafted in the first round, the defensive tackle out of Houston? He was wearing a shirt after the game, and it was literally a shirt. That had it spelled out chip on his shoulder <laughs> because he got drafted, no, I guess, I a little later that. in the first round. So he was wearing a shirt that had a chip on his shoulder. I thought, I thought that was kind of oh God. kind of fun. Oh god! So so LJ's sticking with his Bills love. He picked him to somehow beat the Patriots, which is insane. But it's now looking unlikely. He, but yeah, I'll, I'll buy he, another share. Hey, they're undefeated right now. Yep. All right, pops. Who are you buying? Are you sticking the AFC East, or are you going to move around? Yeah, well, I'm going to I'm going to probably stick there. But remember, my investment strategy is a little different than LJ's. I'm a little <laughs> older, so I'm conservative. Not I need safe. people that are going to give me a for sure return. I'm not, you know, so risky. So <laughs> I am buying the potentially undefeated New England Patriots. Oh, God. I I think it's very possible. I think it's very possible they're uh, undefeated. I just and want the so, stock market. to Stock market to but crash, like no steady, steady returns. LJ, Ugh. that's what that's diversify. What the line. Uh, it's so yeah. Well, All I'm right. going to be risky on some others, but this one is. I'm just <laughs> going to go ahead and buy the New England Patriots. They uh, may not lose again this year. I just feel betrayed. Wow, lose it. <laughs> they might not. They might not lose again. Well, you. I like where they're going this week. They get to go play the. Um, Miami Dolphins coming up this week, and, and Antonio Brown's probably uh, probable first game. I think they're favored by. Uh, I think I saw last sixteen and a half. I would. I would oh, probably I'd go Patriots that, by more I would than take that. The Patriots. Yeah. I'd give the points and take the Patriots. I'm finna go to my bookie and do that right now. Uh, so I, I like that pick. I, I do think you and LJ do have a totally different uh, method of how y'all do your buys, where LJ buys low and LJ and, and Pops goes, "I'm going to give me a for sure winner because I'm if, if we've learned anything about the Patriots, can can we stop? I've always been a fan of Josh Gordon. I've always hoped he could yeah. get it together, and boy, did he look good. Yeah. I think Dad, you kind of mentioned a little earlier. He looked big, fast. He looked like he knows that offense. That if you put Antonio Brown on the other side That's, of that right there, uh, you got Julian Edelman in the side. Edelman this, in the center. Is this a wow. better? Is there any way this receiving court? I mean, don't oh, ask that question. Do not ask we that question. Over, we did our overaction <laughs> earlier, but I think it's very likely this could be the best receiving core in the league this year. Could it be better? Don't ask than the that, 2007 Kevin. receiving core. <laughs> don't ask that because it's gonna be now. You just did that. You just did that. Well, I think Dad did it when he bought him. Because, no, you know, he cursed Dad, him. A, you brought him back. I think that's what happened. <laughs> well, maybe so. I'm just saying Tom You're Brady's welcome. never going to retire. <laughs> never going to retire. Uh, the team I'm going to buy this year, and I'm kind of like LJ. I'm sticking with the team that I, I was high on before the year, and I'm, I'm sticking with it. The The Philadelphia Eagles came out of the gates really slow. It looked like the Redskins were going to like screw up a bunch of people's survivor picks by by maybe beating them. But the Eagles look good. I think Carson Wentz could be an MVP this year. Like, legit. 
That I don't know what it is about Deshaun Jackson when he puts on that Eagles uniform. I know it. Boy, he but, plays good, doesn't he? Ugh. Over uh, this past week, Deshaun Jackson's touchdown. He had his sixty-first touchdown of his career, and on average, his touchdowns have gone for forty-five point five yards per score. So the dude, all he does is get long bombs. And I was reading that of all players in NFL history who have found the end zone at least sixty times, Jackson has the longest average, and the only person that has more forty-yard touchdowns yep. than Deshaun. Is Jerry Rice. So yeah, with a gold jacket. And and the guy that's right below him is another guy with a gold jacket, and we've mentioned earlier, Randy Moss. So I wow. I don't know what it is about Deshaun Deshaun Jackson, but he's great in that Philly uniform. And so now they have a guy that takes the top off the defense. Alshon Jeffrey looks he's still that good possession receiver. They didn't even use Zach Ertz that much. Right. I thought Miles Sanders was pretty good. I don't know. I just think they could just once again be another real if I think Wentz is kind of like uh, Deshaun Watson. You were talking about him. If Wentz stays healthy and and can be good, the weapons around him are dangerous. And yeah. I think that defense is fine. I, for for an offensive standpoint, the only thing that scares me with the Eagles is their defensive backs. I think they're still you can get you can get a lot on them, but I think they'll score points. And Doug Peterson could have them right back in the Super Bowl. I, I think an Eagles Patriots Super Bowl rematch, and without us being our overaction stuff. In all likelihood, I think that's still a very, very good possibility of us seeing that Agreed. once again. Um, do y'all want to go to next? Do y'all want to cross teams off the playoffs? That could be a quick conversation. Or do we want to go to who we thought they were? I think the playoffs could just be three words long. So, um. Well, let, so let me just ask you. Are, for playoffs, are we just going to all pick – Pick the Miami Dolphins. Hell yeah. you, you, you made it sound like you wanted to take them off the list, but I don't see any team I want to pick other than the Miami well, Dolphins. Well, I mean, but that's kind of the hard thing about it, right? I feel like we should make them an illegal pick, and then we all have to pick somebody. It can't just be because the problem is by week 16, there's still like four teams that have been mathematically eliminated by the time you get there. So um, I think we so should what take if we them all, off the list. What if we, so are we, we're all good. Let's just go ahead. We're all going to put the Dun chain on, on the – the Miami Dolphins, they're out. They're done. We're they're they're not good. But now I'm we have to that. each pick a, a separate one. That's what I want. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That makes it a little tougher. I, I was kind of just assuming I was going to pick the the Dolphins there. Uh, Pops, we'll start with you <laughs> or LJ. I, I want to start with someone else. I want to think for a second. I mean, I've got two good contenders. Um, All right. I'm going to go ahead and go with. I just think that they're deflated with the loss of Nick Foles. I'm going with Jacksonville. Yeah, I think, that's a tough. I one. think that is going to completely deflate them. Um, and, and so I, I did have another team, but I'll save those for later. So Jacksonville will be my pick for playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Yeah. That's, uh, LJ, who do, who do you have your cross on? I think Jacksonville, it, it could be a little premature, but it does hurt having Nick Foles out for. Well, I'm going to be consistent nice. and I'm going to take out the team that I think I took out week one of last year too. Uh, the Steelers are not making the playoffs this year. They're just okay. not going to. All right. Uh, LJ is bold. That's one thing LJ is. If he's nothing else pops, he's bold. <laughs> Who did he pick in the uh, AFC East? I'm trying to remember. Uh, what, we talked about it. He picked the Bills. I mean, oh, in mean, the I'm AFC sorry, East or North, AFC North? North? He picked the, the Ravens. He picked yeah. the Ravens. Yeah. So. Which that, that pick looked pretty good. Pretty good so far, yeah. I, I, I forgot who they're playing when I have to look, but the Steelers, I think they, they don't need to lose too many more because I don't I wouldn't want to get behind Baltimore by too many games. I don't I'm not saying Baltimore's gonna win fourteen games or anything crazy, but I I think they'll win double digit games. And if you're the Steelers, you're gonna have to play them twice again. You're gonna have to play the Browns. The Browns didn't look great, but I still think they're gonna be frisky come late. Yet if you're the Steelers, you better you better know what you're doing. Get it together, yeah. Um the team I'm going to cross off the list, and I, 
I don't understand why I did it. I fall into this every year. I, I, I get back and I fall in love with Jameis Winston that offense. And this year it was because Bruce, it was because Bruce Arians, and I was falling in love with him. And I thought he's gonna the quarterback whisper. He's gonna be in Jameis Winston's helmet, and he's gonna figure it out. What the hell is wrong with Winston? He's so he does well, this like once a game where there's like a it's second down and he's got pressure. No one's open, and instead of throw it away, he literally just closes his eyes and throws it as high as possible. <laughs> and I don't. I, I'm no quarterback whisper by any means, but I can tell you that's a bad idea. That's <laughs> yep. not smart for that's business. That's not the play call you'd make. So I still think they're going to mess around and have some games where they'll play someone really good. They'll play the Saints when the, when the Bucks are out of it, and Winston's going to throw for 450 yards yeah. and beat them. Yeah. And you're not going to understand why, how it happened. Right. But more often than not, I think you're going to get Winston where he lose. I think he's more more likely to lose the game for you than to win it for you. Yeah. And – I'm crossing the bucks off. I don't they just I don't know what what's wrong with him. And watch that bite me in the butt. That's gonna come back around and he'll be great and Arians will be good. But no. I'm crossing him out. That division's too good and they just he's not very good. So I'm crossing them. Yeah. Uh let's transition now over to our who we thought they were. And uh well actually interesting for this one, did y'all see Dad mentioned Delaney Walker earlier? Yeah. But did you see his after the game he was talking about their beat their win over the Browns? And, yep. he, and he recalled the old Denny Green. He was like, well, the Browns are who we thought they were. Y'all wanted <laughs> yep. to hype them up and crown them in the offseason, but they, they still got to come out there and play us. It's always good to see, rest in peace to Denny Green, but it, it was cool to see him kind of to to recall the whole who we thought they were. I thought that was cool too, yeah. And speaking of Delaney Walker, he's one of those guys that he – I don't – I guess he's he's going to be around forever. He always ends up being a decent tight end. Like he's never yep. great, but he always ends up decent. So for this week's who we thought they were, LJ, who do you got? Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger Sr. Exactly who I thought he was. <laughs> I mean, oh, not a good quarterback. Bad quarterback, I think I'd even say. I, you know, LJ, you know what's going to happen. What's that? He's going to end up being just fine. He's going to have those games every now and then, but he'll win 10 games. He'll creep into the – he doesn't have Antonio Brown to implode at the end of the year. They'll creep into the playoffs. Nah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. They just got they got to get over their Antonio Brown hangover and they'll be just fine. <laughs> Pops, I think he just takes every opportunity possible. Oh to, yeah, to, to just punch, shit on to punch him. Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, is Ben? Does he actually go by Benjamin LJ, or is that just is that what you like to call him? I mean, that's his 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 given name uh, yeah. according ben, to Benjamin the Todd. Wikipedia. But um, the, well, that's <laughs> well, that's kind of what I base everything off of. Wikipedia says it, it's it's fine. Must be true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so LJ is crossing off the Steelers for the playoffs, and Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger is exactly who he thought he was, which is a bad quarterback. Okay, yep. huh? Sure, <laughs> I thought we did our overreactions earlier, but we're we're just keeping them going no, this, through the whole time. I, I know we did overreactions earlier. I've saved this one for the the clear headed. This moments. is a complete. <laughs> this is a completely clear headed and tame reaction. All right, pops, who do you got for who we thought they were this week? Well, I hope y'all are going to get mad at me, but I mean, the Miami Dolphins are exactly who I thought they were. Yeah. They suck. No, you're right. They're terrible. Yeah. Dead on. They're, they may not win a game. I don't know. So, well, and look, we have to talk about them. We have to talk about them because the the story that came out this week is just too good not to. That all of their players started calling their agents at the end of the game asking for a trade because they realized that this team was just diving. They, uh, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous that uh, your, your locker room is like their speakerphone calling their agent saying, get me off this damn team. Like that's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. So to, to a little bit, I mean, yes, 
If I'm on the if I'm a player on the team, I, I don't want to be on. Like it's one thing to tank when you're in the NBA, but it's a different when you're tanking in, in in the NFL because you're asking these guys to go. Like we've already seen what the NFL possible like guys can get tear their ACL more likely. I mean their head injuries. They're just running in getting killed, and you're asking them to go out there ill-equipped. So I understand why players should be upset, but let's also go look at like the first play of the game. Mark Ingram busted off like a 50-yard run where nobody felt like tackling him whatsoever. Like those players, at some point, you need to hold some accountability yourself, right? I mean, yeah, sure. it didn't seem like there was a lot of effort out of them. I think they've done a great job at crafting a team full of not good people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it, they'll, they'll end up getting, they're tanking for Tua, and we'll see when they get him next year and how he does uh Coming out of Alabama, but yeah, they are dead. I think you're right. They're they're who we thought they yep. were. They're just bad. bad That's the most dead on one we've had so far. Yeah. Can can they go zero and sixteen? What do what do you think? Uh, it's happened. Uh, see Cleveland. It's happened. See see Cleveland. See uh, Detroit Lions. It's happened before. So yeah. they got I, the I skill they, They're flirt. They're flirting with it. I I just wonder how often that seems like the team. Everyone's your, like on your survivor picks. Whoever's playing the Dolphins each week. Just take the other team. Just take them as your survivor pick each week. I think the best way they can guarantee it is if they uh, start Ryan Fitzpatrick for one half of every game because we've learned that that's the way that it works is uh, you you don't want Fitzpatrick to get into a rhythm long enough to have the two games and then get traded. So. Did you see Josh Rosen did get into the game like late in the game? And I I was thinking Josh Rosen's got to be back there like hiding after playing last year at Arizona and seeing what it looked like in Miami for the first half. I figured he would be like in the back. Coach, I got to go to the bathroom and just hide so he doesn't have to get in there because I would I would not want to play behind that offensive no. line. Gross. Uh, my who we thought they were this week. I'm kind of torn. I think I'm going to go with the. The Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins, he can only beat 500 teams. And once again, he <sighs> beat a 500 team, the 0-0 Atlanta Falcons. I, I Actually, actually, the reason I'm picking for who we thought they were is I think they're going to be a, a playoff team that ends up they're, – they're, they're not bad. They're going to be okay, but I just think Kirk who, Cousins Atlanta? eventually will – No, no the, the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. I think – Atlanta really team. disappointed me, but go ahead. I'm sorry. They did. Yeah. They disappointed me, but that's that's why they're not who I thought, that, who I thought they were because I thought they were going to be really good, and they looked awful. But I think the Vikings are just what we saw. They're they're a good team, but I think they aren't. They're only going to go as far as Kirk Cousins can take them. And you know, and that's not what we Kirk just Cousins. saw. I that's not what we just that. saw. Then that's the exact opposite he, of what, the, what we saw. They won that. Kirk Cousins attempted ten passes. They I, that's didn't my win point. That game because that's of my Kirk point. You're saying that they can only go as far as Kirk Cousins takes them, but he didn't take them to the victory in that game. That was a team well, because, win. Because yes, the team is good, and they'll win every now and then when they. When they play, Atlanta didn't show up. When they play a decent team, and Kirk Cousins has to attempt more than ten balls, we'll see what actually happens. I don't. I just don't think he's that good. I and think you're dead wrong. I think you are dead wrong about Kirk Cousins' ability and what the Vikings can accomplish with or without him. I think that's a great team, and I think Kirk Cousins has got a bad rep because he's had an awful offensive line, and that's it. I'm hoping that's improved this year. I'm. They're gonna go all the way in LJ's camp on this. All the way. They're gonna go mark it down. They're gonna go ten and six. And they're going to make the playoffs, and then you're going to watch that first playoff game. Kirk Cousins is going to get beat by let's let's see, they're in the NFC, like like some av- very average quarterback because Kirk Cousins can't do it. It's what's going to happen is Kirk C- when Dalvin Cook's not running for a hundred yards, and and the defense is making plays. I don't think Kirk Cousins is very good. So okay, well, well right. noted, noted, noted. All right, as as we begin, I th- are we are, do we have? I think we're beginning to wrap up a little bit. Do you guys have? 
Any other things y'all wanted to bring up before from from the first week? Well, I had something. Um, I feel bad for the Cardinals that they are undefeated and in last place in their division. That's just such a bummer move. <laughs> do you That's think Cliff Kingsbury though. knew knew for sure that they could tie? What do you mean? Like, like, well, he's from college football where you can't tie. <laughs> I was, I, I was kind of wondering, like, if for sure, you like, thought he was McNabb. Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Like, I wonder if it was like a McNabb situation where they didn't realize <laughs> they could tie. Also, also, why did we change overtime rules to ten minutes? Why not 15? Like, I feel like putting it to 10 is more likely to have a tie now. I think they're and okay I with ties. I think, like, no we've settled on ties are not the worst thing in the world. Um, better than getting players hurt in overtime would be the reason I would imagine. Huh. That well, has to be the reason, yeah. Yeah, I just – I hate ties. I just don't, – I don't know exactly the best way to go about it. I don't know if we should make it to where you – like LJ said, I don't think you keep playing overtimes because you get guys hurt, but – I don't. Do you go to the college? I don't know what you do, but it, I just don't like seeing ties. I think it makes everything funky towards the end of the year on playoff situations. I swear, I think I'd rather be on the losing side than a tie. I just, I just, I d- detest so ties. I if the like game it. is tied after ten minutes, here's what we do: is it's rock paper scissors on shoot two out of three. Right? Are we cool with that? I'm good with I, that. I'm Something. into it. I like to think I'm really good at rock, paper, scissors. So I might be like, if the Cowboys need like a, just a rock, paper, scissors guy, I'll take the minimum contract. Sign you onto the roster. (laughs) Yeah, I won't ever play. But then when we go to overtime and we don't, we can't score because all of a sudden Jason Garrett took over the offense and we're back to being mediocre. Then I'll come out for the rock, paper, scissors. And it's a guarantee. I can just see it. They're calling in their secret weapon, Kevin Lutheringer, (laughs) for rock, paper, scissors. Comes out in full pads. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's say, if I like pad it up I'm like a manager in baseball where you, I have a full uniform on. You could yeah. wear the old punter's helmet where they had the one bar across. <laughs> the I love it. I love it. And you got to have like a rock, paper, scissors glove. I don't know what that looks like, but there's got to be a specific glove for it. You know who would be, you know, who might be really good for this. Another guy. I've, this is a random story that I read. Oh, like during the off season uh, for the Minnesota Vikings um, digs. He says that he is like the best rock, paper, scissors player and it's because he says he has a secret weapon. Do you, you want me to tell you what it is, L? Scissors first. He goes, He goes as he's doing rock, paper, scissors, he calls out what he's going to play every oh, time. Oh, that's a good one. So that's a really good one, yeah. So he goes like, I'm playing rock, and then he plays rock. And he says it just screws with people every time. Yeah, yeah. Even, Even if you do what, what you say do, you're going to do, yeah. Um, I want to see, so the NFC Championship, I want to see that come down to you and Diggs playing rock, paper, scissors against each other. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, I just, I no, I, I really would like to play Kirk Cousins because I know he's going to screw up. That's just what <laughs> because you're not four and four in rock, paper, scissors contests. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys, but before we wrap up everything, did you guys see the, um, the biggest matchup of the weekend? It wasn't between any football teams. It was between the ESPN's down and distance marker and social media. Did you guys see that. this on Monday night? Yeah. I didn't no, actually. What? So, yeah. in the first half of the Texans Saints Monday night game, Dad, I don't know if you saw this, but the bottom right corner, someone from ESPN's graphic department decided that it would be a good idea to make the, the first and 10 down there a, a, a bright yellow, the same color as what it looks like when a penalty flag shows Can up. I interject? Can I interject? You. Because I think there's a technicality that we should put in there is that it's Please. tennis ball yellow. I think Dad would see it as a green. <laughs> Actually, so interestingly, I saw some. I saw someone tweet that this is like the 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 Yanny or whatever yeah. or the dress thing. Where what color is that? Because people were debating on whether it was green or yellow, and all I could think about was, well, Dad doesn't know the color of a tennis ball, right? Well, that's I right. Absolutely, so. do know the color of a tennis ball. <laughs> I know the color of a tennis ball. It's lime and, green and, and chartreuse. Oh God. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a fact. It's what it is. I thought your wife came in and set you straight. Wasn't that on the recording she told you what color the tennis ball was? Yeah. But so, Dad, if you didn't know, so they had it first and 10 as that, that was that yellow color or that chartreuse color. (laughs) And Twitter and Facebook, social media in general, just went insane talking about how stupid this was. And at 7.50, before the first half was even over, Adam Schefter tweeted out, breaking news, ESPN is switching the down and distance graphics after fan feedback. We're going to the black uh, down and distance marker instead. They had solved so it for the second guess, half and for the second game and for the rest good of the on them season. For cha- good on them for changing, yeah. I guess, but who the hell thought that was a good idea? I mean, I'll dumb. tell you, I'll tell you when I looked at it, I just saw pictures on Twitter. I didn't actually notice it on my TV because I was busy doing other things and just kind of watching play by play. And so what I saw like on images on Twitter, it did look a little green to me. So I can see why you would think like, oh, well, that looks different enough on my beautiful television. And then if you're not watching it on like some like, you know, $800 TV, then it might look a little bit more yellow. It's like the Game of Thrones too dark thing. You know what I mean? I didn't even notice. I got to look that up. I'll have to check it out. Well, for me, it was one of those things where like you don't really notice how often you pay attention to that until it was yellow. And like I just every time I'm like, oh, flag, damn, oh, flag. And I was looking down every time thinking it was a flag and it wasn't. But ESPN changed it. They got it figured out. So good for them. Um, we don't, we hadn't touched on any college football mainly because the Arkansas Razorbacks are, yeah, cause who cares? And, <laughs> and, and I don't want to talk about them, but I wanted to ask you guys, did you guys see the, the Florida state? He went viral over the weekend. Florida state's tight end. Trey McKitty was facing the wrong way. So what? they lined up on offense. They were lined up on offense and the Florida state's offense is all facing the normal way of which way they're going. And there's a tight end in the backfield facing the other end what? zone. Yes, I will put it in the show notes and I can show y'all a picture of it. But yeah, he was facing the wrong way. And he explained later to the media, this is his quote. He said, I've got a million message about that. The offensive line had messed up. Then we had to hurry up and get so get it set so the defense couldn't see our formation before the play. So there's nothing wrong with me. I didn't line up the wrong way. I was on. He said he did it on purpose. But I mean, if you look at because the, picture, the offensive line lined up the wrong way, he wanted the offensive line to line up back to the defense also to I, match that's him. What it sounds like his 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 quote was saying. I don't understand how that makes sense. Hmm. I, I don't either. Uh, that reminds me of uh, we didn't talk about it all. I think it was the Steelers who uh, had that false start when everybody moved except for the center. Did you guys see that? Yeah. I think he's still there on, <laughs> at, at Foxborough on the field. That was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. It, it was funny because at that point, I think uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collins were openly just laughing at the Steelers' <laughs> offense. Uh, speaking of poor co- – we talked about poor coaching earlier, and, and I know we didn't really touch on this, but did, it seemed like Mike Tomlin coached as one of the worst games I, I might have ever seen in that – yeah, I, I, it was bad. It was bad. There was that one where they were like fourth down, like near the goal line, and they were down by 20. And instead of – he was down by three scores. And instead of try to score, maybe get some momentum. And if you don't score, you put the Patriots at the one-yard line having to go the whole way. You kick a field goal, which still puts you down by 17, still down by three scores. I I don't know. I just didn't understand his – I mean, it was, it was a it was a was let's, probably thinking let's about get Antonio the zero Brown. off the scoreboard move is what that was. I mean – there was nothing trying to win the game about it. Yeah, I, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe, and I, y'all know I was a big fan. I have been a big fan of Mike Tomlin. I, I'm not sure he's a great coach. I, I actually, I do kind of like him, but 
I don't know if he's a good coach. It's tough though. He's got a tough job because he uh he had a great wide receiver and a great running back, and that's been true for, you know, decades, his mm-hmm. entire tenure, and now he's just got a mediocre quarterback. So Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> LJ, LJ, if you could pick one quarterback to lead your team, like so well, your quarterback's looking fantastic after week one. Say <laughs> yeah. say Joe Flacco goes down and you can pick one of these quarterbacks to be your starter. Who you got? Eli Manning? Or Ben Roethlisberger. This is the prophesied year. I'm telling you, Eli Manning is the answer this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. This I'm is the prophesied year. It's going to happen. So, clear, the Giants can't do it. The Giants don't have a good enough team. But, LJ, I think I might have figured out how this works for you. I'll take do it. You realize, so, LJ, Dad mentioned it. Jacksonville's quarterback went down. He's out for a while. Do you know who is the head of football operations over um, there in Jacksonville? Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, noted Patriot killer, who was there with Eli. Uh, ah, what if he what if he calls his boy? Because I think the Giants need to get rid of Eli and put Daniel Jones in. Why? Why not? Why do they have Eli start? I don't understand. And Tom Coughlin calls his boy up. Eli makes one last run, AFC Championship. Uh, Eli Manning versus the, the undefeated New England Patriots. Yep. Get the popcorn ready. I'm there. <laughs> I'm sitting down. I'm ready to watch it yeah. already. Yeah, that's drama where it's meant to be. Yeah, I'm in. Well. Either way, week one is done. I think that'll probably wrap up our pod. We've we already know now it's going to be the Patriots undefeated in the Super Bowl. We we could have predicted this at the beginning of the year. Oh God, no! They got best best offense in NFL history. Gronk's coming back. I think he said week fourteen. Stop it! Right? Week, You're not funny. He's going to have. <laughs> Stop it! He'll have the, he'll have the CBD oil and everything ready to go, <laughs> and then they'll have LJ. Think about this. So just think, Tom Brady. The back foot of Michelle and James White. Then you got Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski. Their defense is as good as it's been in 10 years. I, I mean, I can walk like, away right now. Like, the only reason I'm sitting here is because we do this together every week. I don't have to listen to this bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, this pod, we we do want to give a special shout out to the one and only L, L, LJ had his birthday. Just oh, turned thank big you. Shut up. Three oh, the big three zero. It's a big end. It's a big end. And, and and to celebrate the great birthday, he got to see the the Raiders are fine. The Broncos suck. The Patriots <sighs> and Cowboys will be see in ya. the Super Bowl. <laughs> and now LJ's walking up. That'll wrap up another week of the Chess Press Play, guys. We will be back next week to break it all down. Do y'all have anything else y'all want to say before we send them off? Um, this might be a little downer, but remember 9-11 tomorrow was a big deal. 18 years ago, tomorrow, that was a big yeah. deal. A lot, of people, a lot of people lost their lives in that. Yeah. And, uh, I know it's a little downer, but just keep that in well, mind. And you're right. That And this podcast will probably get released, I bet, on the 12th. But either, it, it's a huge deal. It changed America forever. I mean, I was a little bitty baby kid. I barely remember it. But... I, I didn't realize the importance of it when it happened, but you're right, Dad. It's it's a big deal. A lot of people lost their life, and it really it, – I was actually talking to someone at work today. It changed not only America. It changed the world changed the forever. World. That moment changed at what, 9, 9.03 or something in New York changed the world. So, yeah, I remember 9-11, and uh, I don't really know a good a good segue. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's a downer. Um, <sighs> sorry. Uh, I mean, I've got another it. social science term if you want. Maybe that's oh, a well, lightener. We, we do we do need to get we got let me see we got a little more time and this has become my favorite part of the podcast <laughs> is LJ's favorite social science. So now what are we on third or fourth? What are we on right now? We're on well I've got fourth and fifth and I guess the question I want to ask I'll give you uh, an option of do you want the kind of goofy fun one or do you want the one with like an interesting story and something you can think about in your life? Goofy fun one. 
All right, so number five <laughs> it is. My fifth favorite social science term, which we might go to four next week, but my fifth favorite is the cheerleader effect. Do you guys have any idea what the cheerleader effect is? Do we, do we, did we say last week that we're going to guess? I would what, love what? it if you guys wanted to. Yeah. Pops, do you have a guess first or you want me to go first? I don't really. I, uh, I think go I first. Come up with something. Go first. The cheerleader effect is where. Uh, you buy into the hype of some sort of thing because you like to root for it. So like the Cowboys, for example, okay. I, the, every week I just follow, I, I, I decide I'm going to get back into it by Friday, even if they lose. Like the, the Razorbacks, actually. Every week by Monday, I'm like, we suck. But by Friday, I've talked myself into it. And we're going to turn it around. So that's the cheerleader effect. In Wait, my I head. got an idea of what it might be. Okay. I remember when I was an offensive lineman in high school. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> you would you would pull around, you know, we'd do a nine fifty nine, which was a tackle pull and block. <laughs> I always enjoyed like running into the cheerleaders on the sidelines. So they would know I was in the game. So perhaps is that the cheerleader effect? It's like run into the cheerleaders oh, on the sidelines. LJ, LJ, bring us home. Cause we now Adam, keep in mind, I wasn't going to mow them down. I wasn't mowing the cheerleaders down or anything. I just wanted well, to know I was in the game. <laughs> So yeah, they're both the wrong. No, Am I no. on, on the right track? Yeah, they're both wrong. So what the cheerleader effect is. Shocker. <laughs> it's that uh, human beings find other human beings more attractive when we are in groups. For example, if we all each go to a bar separately and uh, and then try to, you know, like impress a lady, it's not going to work very well because we look like how we look. But if we're all together, it adds like five points to our 10 point scale. So uh, as a group, you look more attractive, which is notable if you like cheerleaders as a group look more attractive than any one cheerleader does is is where the, the name comes from. So that's the cheerleader effect. So you're saying if I go to a bar with you three guys, with you two guys, so there's three of us, I'm going to feel more attractive. Than if no, I you're not going to feel more attractive. Feel- Other people will find you more attractive. Oh, really? Yes. Well, maybe that's because of the company I'm keeping. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll find all of us more attractive, though. That's the, oh, okay. that's the kicker is we all look better um, when we go together. out as a crew. Yeah. We look better together. So, okay. yeah. so if so, what that that makes sense. And so what Ben Roethlisberger should do is just always stand by the rest of the quarterbacks for the Steelers <laughs> and he'll look better yeah. to you, LJ. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'll think like, well, he's I mean, he's Landry Jones-esque. Yeah, I could get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. So yeah, it what it is surprising though that it wasn't what Dad was saying. I really thought he might have been onto something. <laughs> he was onto something. I thought I had it. I, I think there's I been it. like three or four studies about what Dad's talking about. It's just probably got a different name, you know. <laughs> it's probably the nine five nine effect. That's his not favorite social term. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get to that in a couple, in a few weeks. Well, I do like I do want to do a thing at some point where I like try to slip in a social science term that's, that's completely made up. And that would have been a good one if I could have, I don't know, if I could have found a way to make that work, but. Shoot, Dad, now we're, now we have to always be worried that he's just being BS and so I have to have Google pulled up every time he does his social Kevin, science. Kevin, that's thing. like every yeah. moment of every podcast. Are you new I mean, to this you show? <laughs> You're right. I don't know what I'm thinking. All right. Well, that will wrap up another week. By the way, as we mentioned earlier, if you if you're looking on betting on any games and getting in on the action this year for football, you can head over to mybookie.ag and if you put the promo code chair in, that is C H A I R, you can double your deposit. So double, 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 double. Not only do you have to worry about picking up hundred dollars off the street, you're you're gonna pick up that hundred and get an extra two hundred. So it's just it's, it's money in the bank. 
And then if, if like we talked about earlier, if you want to be like Larry Fitzgerald and be one of those guys that's just always ready when the time comes, then head <laughs> over to bluechew.com and put in the promo code armchair and you can get your first shipment for free. Just put in the promo code armchair at bluechew.com. We thank both of them for being the proud sponsors of the JPP pod. That will do it, I think, for another week, guys. We will catch up after Antonio Brown's 200-yard Week 2 performance, and the Patriots are 2-0. Shut out. up! <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. Peace. Peace. But LJ, I know we were kind of joking, but, I mean, Cowboys really could go 16-0. I don't, I don't see who's going to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, 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 the Cowboys? Looks like I'm the Cowboys yeah, guy. Super Bowl champions. By the and way, then, your boy, your boy will be at that Eagles game. Will you really? Ooh, yep. really? Very oh, cool. Dino invited me. I'm going with Dino. Oh, very cool. That'll be yeah. cool. That's so, awesome. And also, Lincoln and Holly. So, so me and Tammy, so it's Lincoln in Dallas, LJ. That's an easy W. And Dad's gonna be there. Yeah, easy W. Be there. And then after the Giants, we got the Vikings. So as long as the Cowboys have a winning record, that's a guaranteed win.